0: Tuning in to this week's episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host, but I'm not the host of this week's podcast, ironically enough. This week's host is Ryan. Ryan is interviewing two incredible segments by two compelling people one an actor in Hollywood, another an entrepreneur in a very unique business. So I think you're going to get some really interesting and insightful information from this week's episode. We are taking yet another break from our usual recaps of Umbrella Academy. Do not get upset. Do not get sad. We will be getting back to those recaps soon. But I hope in the meantime, while you guys are staying safe and confined in your homes and practicing social distancing and washing your hands and being safe and staying healthy, that while you're listening to this episode, you're entertained as well as informed by our two incredible segments. Our first segment includes Jamie Hector. You know him from his iconic role as the drug kingpin Marlo Stanfield in the HBO series The Wire. He was actually voted the number two greatest villain of all time by Rolling Stone. And he is also making a mark in the upcoming season of Amazon's most popular and longest-running TV series, Bosch. Season 6 is going to debut on Friday, April 17th, and his previous credits include the stars' hit series, Power, which we have recapped many times on this podcast, as well as USA Network's popular crime drama, Queen of the South, and the FX horror drama, The Strain. In our second segment, Jacquie Jennings stops by to talk to Ryan about her business in the CBD industry. The CBD industry, which has been extremely difficult for people of color to get into, but she not only has a ton of products for people, but also for pets to get the hookup too. So she's going to share the misconceptions of CBD, updates around CBD legislation, the healing powers of CBD to address pain, anxiety, depression, and other health related issues that face our communities. And we're all trying to get a little healthy right now. So tune into this segment about a young black businesswoman who is making noise and what is expected to be one of the world's largest billion dollar industries by 2022. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. And I have a special guest with me, but I can't just I can't just regularly introduce him. I gotta key it up. Um, because this actor has single-handedly helped me create my ride or die dinner table. <laughs> so who is at this dinner table, you ask? We got Marlo Stanfield, Detective Jerry Edgar, Drifty, and Matulu Shakur. That's who I want at my ride or die dinner table.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
1: And if you can't tell from the voice, if you didn't if you can't tell from the laugh, it is Jamie. Hector, Jamie, how
2: you doing? I'm well, Ryan. Thank you for having me. How you doing everybody?
1: Um so Jamie, before we get into cuz I I love your backstory about how you got into acting. So I really really am excited for you to share that with the listeners, but before we get into that, the time that we're in, dealing with the COVID nineteen, the stay at home orders. Um, what are what is um, some tips, or what is keeping you distracted so you don't get so bogged down um, by the stress and anxiety that can come with all the press conferences that are coming and all the news um, headlines and everything?
2: Well, the, the things that are keeping me distracted are a three year old and a ten year old. <laughs> um,
1: oh, well, that's a nice distraction.
2: Yeah, that's a huge distraction. You know, I'm always picking up toys and at home schooling now and just learning the process of those things and being home because I was always on the go. So now Mm. they're forcing me to create. So I'm painting railings and hanging up pictures and just, just constantly creating with them. Yesterday, my daughter pulled out a huge... Clay pot and said she wanted to create gifts because we're not really going out to purchase gifts. So my nephew and my sister-in-law, their birthdays coming up, so now she had me on the floor with her designing a heart with glitter and everything. So <laughs> let me busy.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea actually, because I've been wondering this is a lot of people like that's one of the biggest things on Instagram now is how people are celebrating their birthdays. You know, having it with those stay-at-home orders and everything. So that's actually, I mean, your daughter has a great idea.
2: Yeah, absolutely, she's creating everything. Arts and crafts came in handy. I didn't know they would, but they did.
1: Right. I know just trying to learn all kinds of things and they got all kind of online classes. It's, I don't know, it's crazy. It's crazy to new. We're, we're taking over digitally now with everything.
2: I'm telling you, I'm telling you.
1: Um, so tell me about your start for everybody that's, that's ready. You know, you know, maybe they want to be, they want to play those ride or die characters. Um, because I'm, I'm curious about your start because I really enjoy, um, your roles and that's what's one of the things that's keeping me distracted. Some of the roles you've been playing, um, because it's like this. I'm trying to figure out a good way to describe it. It's this like laid back swag that you have. Mm. Um, where it's this this cool bad guy, right? Where you can kind of approach him, but then he gives you like that lean back or that look, and you like, mm, something's coming out of that pocket or something's coming around that corner.
2: Oh, oh yeah, something hidden is always good to have mystery. Yeah,
1: so I love that. Yeah, I love that about your role. So just tell us a little bit more about, I mean, whichever one you want to take first, about how you pick your roles, how you got started.
2: Well, you know, as an actor, for the most part, especially in the beginning, the roles pick you. So Mm -hmm. you usually try not to say no. But I started on stage. I started at a theater company called Tomorrow's Future Theater Company. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were performing eventually. I ended up playing lead roles and how that happened was a friend of mine invited me from, um, we were in night school together. He said, why don't you come down to this theater company? I went. And as soon as I stepped in the room, it was that yeah. moment of just like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like the noise just stopped. I got on stage. They gave me a monologue and I was, I used to talk so fast that they didn't really understand me. I'm saying <laughs> it's crazy, but they were patient. They were really patient with me. They took time and straight from there i just nurtured it and ended up playing the lead roles so then i went on to study at a school called lee strasberg theater institute which mm. really helped me um develop dynamic roles you know uh a whole host of roles that i can play with and sink my teeth in and develop this craft this art this way of just approaching these characters and then um While I was in there, I was also pursuing the work because I got this, you know, this Brooklyn thing about me where you have to plant your seeds while you're working, right?
1: Right, right.
2: I um, would go to all of the institutions like NYU, Columbia, Pace, et cetera, and I would meet all the thesis directors and I would present them with my material. And uh, I got a chance to work on one project called Five Deep Breaths. And Mm, mm, Yeah. That took me around the world. A short 22 minute film took me around the world to Sundance, Cannes, L.A. Film Festival, Tribeca Film Festival, you name it. And winning over 19 awards. And that right there leaped me into the wire.
1: And speaking of the wire. Great. I'm glad you said that for me. Um, (laughs) what, um, there's a lot of buzz going on for the wire right now. A lot of buzz. And by the way, listeners, if you need a party starter, you need a conversation, just bring up the wire. People just start going in about what character they were said to get killed, Mm. who should have been on top. So yeah, that's just a little tip for you guys. If you need a conversation starter.
2: You know, a lot of people want Marlo dead.
1: Say it one more time for me, Jamie. I
2: said a lot of people wanted Marlo dead.
1: See, and that's what I mean about your roles, because Marlo, Marlo came in hard and fast. (laughs) But at the end, I was like, but you cannot be mad at somebody that to me. It was like he knew where he meant where he needed to be.
2: Right.
1: You know, it was like at the end of the day, he was 100 percent. This was his life. He was on, you know, he was rotted out for the streets like he knew how this game worked. Yeah, And so, you know, for me, I was like, can you be mad at that, though?
2: (laughs) The business, right? Because you you, you must understand business in that way. He understood his purpose. um, Yeah. That he designed for himself.
1: Right. I'm like, can you be mad at that? Because a lot of people don't have that gift. You know, they don't know where they're supposed to be at.
2: Yeah. And and, and how they're supposed to move. It's just that um, it's just interesting how he did it. So I guess he probably plucked a couple of feathers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little a little feathers there, a little feathers here and there. Um, but that leads me to the um the question I was gonna get into before we talk about some more about um the buzz on the wire. But okay, so um this is a debate in my house because my mom was also a huge wire fan. Wow. If nothing happened to Stringer Bell, you have Marlowe and you have Omar, who do you think is on top? I feel like you might be a little biased on this, but I just gotta throw the question out there.
2: Well, respect to both of the characters. If nothing happened, you had both of them. And you had this character, I'm obviously gonna say Marlo with respect to both, because but only reason why I'm gonna say that is because mm-hmm. he did survive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta give him credit for that. He survived. He right. was he was like, he was like, and and I and I'll never forget the scene too where he was like, Don't why somebody mentioned my name? Or why they mention my name like that? Nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. That's like always a scene that sticks into my head. That so yeah, I love that powerful stuff. Ryan um, in it.
2: It's powerful and you respect Say it own- again because Ryan Bennett is powerful <laughs> and you respect your name and everybody else. Oh, I'm does-
1: done now. Mic drop. I'm done. We're done. I don't have to do any more of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So let me, let me let everybody know what's going on with the wire here. Cause I was just, when I saw some of these headlines, I was like, get it wire that it was making. It was like, it's like, it's like, it's making a full comeback after like, I think it's been like 10 years. Um, since the wire aired but uh so recently there was um a reunion at the abff honors or the american black film festival yes um and i am so mad i missed this oh man. where the cast was getting honored for the classic television award so give us all the details did you get to soak in a moment how did you feel about it well, i
2: was excited we got a chance to soak in a moment probably our first award it is our first award other than um i think a writer's award maybe but um and but to be appreciated by your team, people that mm-hmm. love, you love your work and has not forgotten you. Um, ABFF with Jeff and his wonderful wife. You know, it was fun. I started. Yeah, those those award shows look so fun.
1: I always want to know what it was like behind the scenes. Yeah, behind it looks so fun. I think what it was like?
2: It was it was um, it was a chance to meet everybody that you never got a chance to work with that you see all the time, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. now we're in the same room together. And me and Lena Waithe, we got a chance to really chop it up and hopefully potentially work on some content soon. And that's where it happens, right? You get to mingle with the people that, that's doing the work also and that's being appreciated for the work. So afterwards, we all got together again, me, Michael K. Williams, Wendell Pierce, Andre Wario, Sonia San, you name it, we all got together and we just chopped it up about the past and what we're doing in the future. Backstage was a blast once we got the awards, you know, The Mm. posts were amazing. It was fun. It was really exciting. And I got a chance to really soak it up. And you know what else, too? You learn a lot about the people that came before you, like Lou Gossard Jr. You forget that he he was was an award winner. I think he won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you see their story and you see Lena's story and you see Jamie's story and you see um, Cynthia's story. And you're like, oh, my God, they have a body of work. They're well-achieved and you get a chance to meet them and connect the dots it, it was it was really fun i had a great time
1: yeah, those, yeah, I, I'm just, like I said, I need to got, get find me a DVR copy because now we got time, you know, after work. I got, you know, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> I need to find this DVR. I got to watch this because, yeah, those, I look, like you said, I look forward to just watching them, you know, things like that, the BT award, just because you see, you know, you get to see the fun mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, like the minorities that get represented. So, yeah, it just looked like it was a blast and that's just cool. And I know just for the fans, it's got to be cool just to see all you guys back together because you guys have, have like, Everybody in that cast is just phenomenal, and the things that like, you guys have went on to do, like you can't—I feel like you can't almost can't find a show now, and you're like, oh, that person was in the wire.
2: Mm. Yeah. You know. And the thing is, being that everyone, it was—I mean, to to invite the entire cast to the wire, you would have had to basically make it a wire event that night, because that's right. how large the ensemble cast was. And so it's all uh, enough props to the whole team: Anwar Glover, Kwame Patterson, Felicia Pearson. You know. That wasn't there, Michael, Idris, but we went there, we represented for the squad though. I hope we did it right.
1: I mean, I was looking at the pictures. You guys were like you was having the fun and doing it right for me. And <laughs> dress, you know, the swag was right, the fashion. I was like, man, they look like they was having fun.
2: That's right. That's right. And the food um, was good too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. What's so what's what is the what does the food mean you like? Like I just feel like I just already know it's good.
2: I mean, it's really good, but for me, I'm a pescatarian, so the fish was, I think it was sea bass and um, good salad, you know.
1: Oh, man. Keep you, know, but, you, be you know. healthy, bring it out the fuff. Okay.
2: Listen, but now that dessert was right, though. You know, I had to beast out on that. As a matter of fact, I not only ate mine, but I ate Sonya's as well.
1: Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. you like, you know, just slide it over here. You're not going to eat all Light that.
2: It, yeah. <laughs> You're going to babysit. See, t-
1: that's why you have created my dinner table. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> um. All right. And speaking of, um, let me try to turn this this now since she did so good for me at the top. Um. Speaking of the Wire cast that's going on to do stuff, you work with um Lance Riddick now, um, who plays uh, Chief Irving and Bosch. What do you guys ever? I don't know if you guys really had that many scenes that cross over in the Wire together, but do you guys ever find yourself just on set kind of thinking about that or
2: all the time? We never had a scene that crossed on the wire, but we did have a scene that crossed together on on Bosch and we worked together all the time on it. And we always talk about it. The five seasons that we've worked together, we've never crossed paths. But interestingly enough, Lance was on Oz. And Mm -hmm, mm I met Lance on Oz. I was I worked on Oz also, but this was before streaming. And you know, HBO was ahead of the curve yeah. what they were doing so they had you remember the little discs with the little metal circle piece in the middle that you slide into your computer and yeah drive. yeah I do yep. yeah so they were putting out content on that so I worked with Lance on Oz that's my first time meeting him and we wow. connected and then Mines came out on that drive for HBO and Lance's mm-hmm. on television so we knew each other since then then we worked on well, the wall that's yeah. amazing yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So let me get let's get into Bosch here because first of all, I just watched the trailer that dropped and it's fire. Like I don't think you guys got enough action going on in here. Mm. Um. But I want to talk about this. Um. The thing that really pulled me into the show, which I'm sure pulls a lot of fans in, is the Harry Bosch, um, Jer- Jerry Edgar relationship, the chemistry, the way you guys bounce off of each other. Um, are you, I just, I want to know what is like the funniest moment between you and, um, Titus Welliver who plays Henry Bosch behind the scenes? Like you guys have, do you just have like a moment that just really stuck out to you? Like a day that was just super long filming, which is maybe probably all every day, most days. Um, and you guys are just cracking up behind the scenes. Um,
2: sitting in the car and, you know, shooting a scene on a hot LA day. Two piece suit on. Um, Got to cut the AC off because it affects the sound. I just started yep. flowing a little bit, you know. And the cameras basically rigged to the back of the car, and the van follows the car because the cameras aren't there. And I started, you know, just flowing like a a a in a in a hot car moving down La Brea. Got to say something. Throw a peace sign later, and then Titus starts doing the beat and funny. No, he beatboxes. boxes. You know, nah, nah. He was hitting the, the dashboard of the car. He was doing the beat. Oh, and nice. You know, and I was like, hold up, you got it? So he forced me to continue freestyling. And while I was in complete shock, because I was like, hold on, you got you got rhythm with the track. Like, you really know how to put the, connect the dots, because it's not easy to really, it's to really make a beat if you don't have
1: No, it's not. That yeah, beat. that's crazy.
2: So that was a really cool moment because we while we were riding, and they recorded it also, I'm sure they recorded it because it was totally off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a real fun moment. That kind of broke the ice also for us because, you know, we met for the first time when we both booked the part. And then it was, let's go. We're buddies from this point on. And it, it worked out. But that was a cool moment. We really cracked up about that. And was still talking about it season season five.
1: Yeah, and this and it's just, it's just amazing. I always love when you when I get a chance to um, talk to um, anybody from a cast that's getting to your sixth season
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I just want to know like, did you see? Did could you see that from season one? Um, Cause you know you guys' chemistry is off the chart, so I just as a fan you can feel it. You know you can feel when some when the characters can play off each other. You like okay, this is going. You know you and the entire cast of Bosch. You like you can feel it. This is getting ready to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know in the content that you guys cover. But did you as an actor did you could you feel that? Is that one of the things that when you said the act the role chose you?
2: Right. No. I, well, I mean, you just hope that everything lined up right because mm-hmm. one we were the first show on Amazon. To the longest running show, but at the same time, the fans picked us. And right, right. We had, I, you know, I fully trusted Eric Overmeyer, which is the showrunner. Um, so I know I was in good hands. He came from The Wire and Law and Order. He was a writer on The Wire as well, and I believe, mm-hmm. producer. and Michael Connolly, New York Times bestseller, over 20, 20 some odd bestsellers books, right, of Bosch and more. So I'm looking around, like, and Titus, you know, he gets busy, and Lance, and Amy, of yeah. I said, okay this looks right, but you know, you can never, um, you can never foresee. You can never tell the future. You mm-hmm. know, like amazing content out there that don't get the light of day or it might get a season. But True. because I realized the producers that they put together as well as the actors and what's more important, the content, I was like, man, this thing might stick. Mm-hmm. This might go. And when I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Ryan, I blinked and we were on season five. I feel like started
1: yes, this Yes. Year. Because you guys, that's that's another thing about the partnership of these two guys because you guys can have your whole personal, which we're gonna get into, like you have just a dope storyline for coming into season six. But um, but um, but getting back to um you guys can have these two separate storylines, right? And then you still have this plot in the you still have the main plot or the maybe the um the the I guess if you want to, maybe the big bad of the season or this murder that everybody's trying to figure out for the season that you come back together on. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much that you're looking into, and I'm just like, like I can breeze. I when I, I can binge breeze through a season, like this because there's just so much going on.
2: Yeah, there's a lot going on, but it wraps it up in a beautiful bow, um, right? You know, we as a detective, right? You're always chasing. Right? Mm-hmm. You're never in front of. Like you don't pop up on the scene before it happens. You come through, try to figure out how it happened and then there's so much work to be done right as a person Mm -hmm. really trying to help like the first season i think we were chasing a necrophiliac right but right with him existing there's so much more so now moving forward i guess they understand not even guess but i see they're putting us in positions to solve different cases and then coming together for the case that's basically taking over la like this season is the cesium that can destroy and this is a true story right because when mike's right. doing the research he goes all the way in so cesium can destroy an area for over 300 years like an mm. L dodger stadium that entire area right there so now you got to catch the individuals that's doing that but there's still mm-hmm. crimes that are going on so you got to really jump into that also so so in doing that we get a chance to separate but then come back together
1: Right. And so and like you said, um you got the you have the radio. you you guys also have the FBI coming in mm-hmm. and telling you to stay in your lane.
2: Absolutely. Um we- and I
1: remember it, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you please go. Um I was going to say um also to your line from the trailer that got me um that'll kind of lead us into um um, you know, getting getting to come full circle with your Haitian background. Mm. But there's a scene where and I'm the actor's name is escaping breed right now, but he says there are angry men, there are a lot of angry men in this world. I'm kind of paraphrasing. And you said, Yeah, I'm one of them. And you did that that I love with the <laughs> lean back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, did we just get a half? Did we just got like a halfway Marlo? Yeah. <laughs> come out, you know, because you're just, you're just good guy now. And I'm so used to seeing this good guy. I think that's also why, too, I can go back and, you know, and if you, um, you know, if you're looking for something to take up and you haven't seen The Wire, go check it out as well. But, you know, I can go back to Marlo now and see that because you get so into your characters the way you play them. Yes, But yeah, you're playing this this good cop now. And I was like, oh no, I see some undercover ganks and stuff
2: might be coming up. Oh, listen, you know what? That's the thing. You know, I wanted to really, that moral compass, I wanted that to be straight on with, even though he has flaws, but I Mm want it to be uh, uh, focused because I can easily lean into that world. Not even easily, but I did it. For, yeah. for three seasons on The Wire and other projects also. So being able to just focus my energy on trying to do what's right mm-hmm. as Jerry Edgar is focused on other than his um extramarital affairs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do we get by the since you brought that up, do we get just a can we do we get a stable love story from Jamie <laughs> this season? Like I feel like he needs some calm love because he's getting you know, he had a, he's got a lot of loss going on. So I'm like, can we just get a good just like you hey. know stable love stable love story?
2: Hey, Jay Edgar loves saving the world, and but he loves his cars, he loves his shoes, he loves his you know. Friends, but he also loves his family. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and, he does. Yeah,
2: you know, just trying to do all of them. Also, and sometimes you lean in one direction more than the other. Mm-hmm. But um, good guy, flaws definitely. Whether it be at home, yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm. he definitely loves what he does.
1: Okay, so let's talk about um, as much as you can give us. I know you gotta, you gotta save it. I know, um, but for the um, the storyline, the end of season five. Um, Edgar realizes his uncle, Antoine Hector, yes. was murdered. Now, first of all, let's go with the name. Is that coincidence or is that more of you leaning into um, your background a little bit?
2: You know, hats off to the writers. Hats off to Eric. I read mm. the script and I stopped. That's mm. hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Because my mother, my sister, they're from Haiti, obviously. And they would always tell me about these stories, treacherous stories. I mean, inhumane stories mm. that took yeah. place in Haiti. And you know your family was possibly affected, but I don't know anybody directly that was affected. Mm-hmm. So as I'm reading the material, I'm like, wow, this is close. Like, I know these stories before they even said it. And then I turned to page like 45. Then it's Mm. Antoine Hector. And I stopped like, what? Right. I didn't know how to feel. I'm going to be real. I was just like, okay, hmm. This just made it personal. Right. So I didn't know about it until I read the material. And then when I got a chance to play with it, you know, you read the script like three times, right? So that you can just Mm -hmm. see the things you didn't see before. And then uh, I got a chance to play with it, but I, did, I had no idea that it wasn't planned. I didn't plan it, but it did affect me. It did affect me in a great way. So then I got a chance to go and play with this wonderful actor across from me, that's supposed to be the uh, the bad guy, which he is, <laughs> um, the Haitian, yeah. <laughs> you know, the one that takes yeah, of destroying my 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 family's country, my country.
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm. country yeah that's i don't i just man if you guys and I have not seen this trailer please 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 go back and check that out because i was my mouth was open watched it probably three times <laughs> just because <laughs> i just wanted to make sure i was like i know i'm going to miss something that i should have caught um and let me pull out because i need to make sure okay so you need first of all make sure you got your your amazon prop subscription ready that's right and right and so season six, Friday, April 17th. So you guys re- get ready. Get ready to come hit you in your face. Get ready for this.
2: So um, also, Binge yeah. Watch one through five.
1: Mm-hmm. Binge watch it. Get ready. I'm telling you, because you go fly through it. Like you thinking like, because I know some people here, like, you know, you got five seasons to get up to six. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. You got to you get ready to breeze through it. Um. So, yeah, it gives you something. You know, if you you locked in the house, there you go. You got something to do mm-hmm. now.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
1: Right. And so, okay. So, I also need to mention season, you guys got renewed for season seven, we which sure I did. was like, woo, party, you know, throwing it up. It. It's pop- the final
2: it's, season. It's the final season, but it's a good season, you know, season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful number. Get a chance to wrap things right. up. And also just getting a heads up that you have a last season instead of it sneaking up on you later on. Oh, that's
1: true, yeah. We're in that age, but that's true. That's definitely true.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's really good, though, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, after this, you know, coronavirus allows us to cut the social distance in shorter, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: But just, you know, to go back out and create and say those words and live it out, there's a lot to write about, especially after this time. So season seven um i'm sure they're creating now so it's a it's gonna be a good look
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely definitely excited about it um but yeah april 17th y'all get ready we gotta get through season six uh first but yeah definitely look forward to that season seven
2: yeah it's gonna be great um
1: so yeah it's definitely gonna be great i can't wait to watch this um and also before we round it out we got to talk about moving mountains yes Because this is incredible, Bill, because you get to hear actors get their backstory about how you, you know, how you got into the business and how you do this and that. But they sometimes you miss the part of, well, okay, well, how exactly, you know, can I get into it? Will they give me some advice? How can I reach out to them? Um, So, yeah, tell us about tell us about how Moving Mountains got started.
2: Well, I was shooting the wire, came back to visit Brooklyn for a little bit, and I saw one of the young actors I used to work with. I used to mentor, and he just posed a question to me. He said, so this is how we do it? Mm -hmm. We become successful and we leave, and don't look back? And I said, whoa, that hit me again like a ton of bricks. So Mm -hmm. I reached out to my manager, Allie, and I said, start up this paperwork, 501C3. Let's get this organization started. Let's start it right. Moving mountains comes out of the scriptures with a little bit of faith in God, you will move mountains. I liked it, so I said, that's what we're going to use. And started this organization 12 years ago, going on 13 years ago, to develop skills, talents, and abilities in the arts while building capital. And
1: it's free. When I read that part, I was like, get it, love it.
2: All the way real. And the thing about it is we partake, we partition a component for business. Because that's one mm-hmm. of the things I got duped a lot coming up in this business. Dudes got me for money, my little bit of money when it came down to shooting, taking headshots, charging me $500, and they just they practicing on me, acting like they're professionals. Dudes don't know how to make reels. They got me. So now we just give them the skinny, the real deal on what to do, what not to do, and how to succeed in your career. And then right. we provide classes, dance, drama, vocal, cinematography. And mm. they come, they learn, they grow, they develop, they become successful, and they form, create families and provide for their families through the arts.
1: I I love that. It is, I feel like it doesn't get any better than that, than giving back and to have the steps. And like you said, the business, because all that stuff, nobody thinks about those little details. You know, it just people want to cut straight to like the flash, the money, um, you know, the red carpets, but you have to have that business side.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't have it, then you're just going to get taken. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, right. right, from
1: the beginning, yes, yeah, no from joke. Yeah, from the beginning. You don't know
2: the difference between a manager and an actor. You don't know the difference between SAG and after. Well, now they emerge. You don't know. Um, if you just don't know. You know, you don't know right, the right to be a writer while you're pursuing your career in mm-hmm. you not understand what it takes to be a writer. You don't. If you don't understand all of these, and you know, a writer's agent, a uh, uh, you know, an act, an agent for acting. You don't know all of these things. And you'll be taken advantage of. And we're not going to have and, that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you know. I love that. I love that you coming back, giving back. Because, yeah, I just, it it just, it hurts when you know, um, when you can see like younger talent coming up and you can see they're getting taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and it's so much easier now, too, because the social media and everything helps because you can get it out there. And, you know, especially time like this, if you're sitting at home, you can start creating, working on your craft, creating stuff that you want to put out there um but it's so much easier like you said it's so easy like you don't know sometimes who's behind that web page you just sent it to Mm -hmm. um you know if you have the right agency and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's just i love that you're setting up that platform where um the youth can come and reach out and get like all the little details they need
2: yeah and you know what we're really big on studying also so we have a great deal that's in purchase that's graduating from purchase in buffalo and um and we have a lot of amazing talent that's that's Now successful. We have like eight of them now. Um, Mr. Robot, a couple of new shows coming out on Netflix and HBO and they're all lead actors. So we have a great deal of success stories, you know, um, coming out of this program. And it's because we really care. We're not doing it for a buck. We're doing it to develop talent and save lives in a great way. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And so last question I have for you um, to kind of give us in this on like a little fun fact about you. Um, So I read that you, uh, well, you already told us a little bit how you drop rhymes, how we drop your lyrics and everything. Um, But you're also big into um, health and wellness. So I want to try to combine the two. If so, what is your, do you have a favorite artist genre song that you have to have on your workout playlist?
2: A favorite artist that I have to have on my workout playlist
1: yeah, or genre if too, if artists is too is too difficult to dare it down.
2: Um yeah. Uh the the on my workout playlist. I'm trying to think about that.
1: Yeah, that well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cause no, I'm trying think, to think about mine right now and it's tough. I got all kind of mixtures. <laughs> you no,
2: know, you know, I you know, I like I, let me get straight to it. No bad energy. Um mm-hmm. Adam and Eve by Nas. Oh man. I work I'll out by there. like yeah, yeah. It I don't need it to be um up tempo. I just need mm-hmm. it to be good. So um no bad energy and um Adam and Eve by Nas. That's on my playlist to work out. And what was the next question?
1: Um, unless you have um well that's good. Yeah, if you have a genre. Um but actually let me get um since you since you posed, I did have a, a thought because I'm gonna get a little nerdy on you here, because I can see you doing this, I can see you playing a villain in some kind of superhero movie one day.
2: hmm
1: It's coming. Um, <laughs> right. So I was going to ask you either, do you have a favorite villain or do you have a favorite superhero that
2: you, a favorite? that you have? Do yeah, I? you
1: have a favorite superhero, favorite villain.
2: Well, my favorite superhero now, if you would call him that, is <laughs> Black Panther.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's at the but, top of the list, yeah. I don't see how you can do wrong with that
2: one. No, no, you can't do wrong with that one. But my favorite... Villain in the superhero mm. project. Say it again. The 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 Joker. After I saw that film.
1: Oh yeah, the joke. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Joaquin
1: Phoenix, are because there's a lot of people that's yeah. diving to, but yeah, Joaquin Phoenix nailed that. That's mm. the one. You, if that, least you're talking about a later version.
2: And the the reason why is because there's something to be said about knowing the backstory of anyone, and you won't mm. blame them based on their flaws. You know, you won't condemn them. And it's like once you learn his backstory, you don't approve of what he's doing later, but it's the same time you're just like, man, I feel you, man. I feel you. Like, right, right. I feel you, bro. I understand what you're going through right now. I respect that. I like what he did with the character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that he did a phenomenal job. And just the, and I always say, just the mental capacity to dive into that. Mm-hmm. um that's why i like you it's major respect for all the actors actresses out there just to stay in those roles sometimes mm-hmm. like the mental capacity it must take to you know distance yourself from you know this is this is jamie hector but now i'm in marlo or now i'm mm-hmm. detective edgar you mm-hmm. know joaquin phoenix and the joker just that mind that that mentality just to, to escape from yourself for a minute and really mm-hmm. dive into that character so yeah, yeah
2: absolutely that transition, well, Jamie, what you eat, yeah, what you watch, the playlist that mm-hmm. you create for the character, the food that you decide to eat, your workout regimen, the people mm-hmm. that you have to be around, the things you decide to watch or not watch on television, or online, yeah, every day, you know, um, to dive into the unknown, it's really an interesting process.
1: Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, I like. Well, I'm loving your process, Jamie. I cannot wait to see what's coming out next. I can't wait to see this villain. That's good, because I like that hint you dropped, so I can't wait to see what's going to come out with that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to really be excited about this season. I'll tell you, look, seriously, if you don't know about Bosch, and if you have not watched it, tune into season six. You can start from season six, and you'll be blown away.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, with this show, you can start from season six. But I'm telling you, if you're sitting at home on the couch, you get ready. go one through five. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, get into it, get into it. You don't, you don't understand longest running show on Amazon prime. Get into it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, Jamie, thank you so much. This has been so much fun for me to get to ask you questions, get all the behind the scenes details.
2: Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for your patience also this is
1: oh no doubt you know i gotta wait when you let me tell you something when i got my ride down the table i'm waiting i bring all the patients
2: hey bring them i'll transform into all the characters more.
1: <laughs> love it nice nice uh well thank you guys for listening um again jamie thank you um you guys stay tuned to bgn on twitter and instagram uh, for what we got coming at you next and stay safe out there um, social distance. Yes. Um. You know, jar- wash your hands. Right. You know, the quicker we follow these rules and keep and each other safe, we get back true. to normal.
2: Very true. And what we did just learn also is you can be asymptomatic. I mean, feeling no symptoms, but you can pass it on. So the request mm-hmm. from the mayor is to wear at least a bandana over your mouth and nose. Um, you'll be saving lives. Um, so please do that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right guys and I will talk to you next week. Bye.
2: Alright, later guys.
1: Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Ryan and we have a treat for you guys today. Um, We are taking a little bit of break from our regular programming, um, and we're bringing you a very interesting topic. I mean, I'm so, I've always been so curious about this topic, you know, haven't pulled myself to do the research on it yet. I have family members that are getting into this, Um, but we are talking about CBD oil, CBD products, and I am so glad I have a special guest with me today that's going to clear up a lot of myths and give us some facts, answer some questions. I'm talking about entrepreneur Jaquise Jennings and she owns a CBD store in Roswell, Georgia called New Leaf Number One. Did I get it right, Jaquise? Yes, New Leaf Number One CBD store. Um, And you guys specialize in organic and vegan CBD products, right? Yes, we specialize.
3: um, All of our products have organic ingredients inside of it. And then we also have vegan products as well, as far as our gummies and other um, individual products as well.
1: Okay. And we're definitely going to dig more into that um, and we'll... Have we definitely have her give you information where you can find more about her products? But see, I want to start Jaquise at the beginning because I feel like we're now where we're talking about this a little bit too before I started recording. We're now kind of at this stage, we're kind of checking in with each other, you know, amidst the um COVID 19 stuff and seeing how everybody is coping and. What are people using to distract themselves from, you know, all the news, press conferences and, you know, hearing about job loss and it's a lot of anxiety and stress. So can you kind of fill us in on how you're doing lately? Um, Is it affecting uh, New Leaf, number one, at all, any? Well, first, thank you for asking. Um, This has
3: this is a journey. And. I will say that at first, like when this happened, you know, for everybody was just looking at all these other countries and looking at China mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they're like, and we're wishing the best for them. And no one expected for it to hit home so quickly. And so when it happened, you know, I'm just, you know, working, working. And then now it hit home where now they're like, okay, close the business. Um, you have people staying at home, you know, mm-hmm. so much was happening. And I was in shock because, you know, having a CBD store in the industry that I am I am in is very competitive. And um, right. it was testing for me. And I'm like, God, what am I going to do? You know, my business is still fairly new and I'm still, you know, just wanting to build value. And so much good things are happening for my company and myself. And it's like this hit hard and I had to close my doors. And so for a while i went through a moment and i told myself i'm going to give me 24 hours to sit through it i'm going to give myself 24 hours to feel how whatever i'm feeling that i got got to let it go and keep pushing forward so immediately i transformed and decided that i would be the first um, cbd store in georgia to do delivery so i oh, changed wow. every- okay. yeah i changed everything up on my website um, so now we're doing um, delivery and we're offering white glove service, which means, you know, making sure everything is clean. Um, mm-hmm. Customers can go online and order their products and they'll select um, um, delivery. And long as they deliver by 5 p.m., they can get their order the same day. And we make sure that, you know, they leave a note whether they want us to leave the product in their mailbox or at the front door. So there's no interaction to make sure everybody is being safe. And also we're making sure we do two day delivery. So I just had to switch it up real quickly because, you know, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you have to be OK with change. And this right here is not just a regular change. This is affecting the nation. So it's a testing time for every business. It doesn't matter how much money you have, whether you rich or poor, it's affecting everyone because you're having to step outside your comfort zone and do something different and you're having to figure it out in a short amount of time. So, yes, it's very testing. And. You know, it was testing at first, but I thank God for giving me the strength and ability to move forward and figure out a plan. And my plan started to work. So I'm very grateful. And I just have to keep pushing and keep figuring out creative ways to build that momentum and get people to understand CBD and understand our products as well.
1: Right. And I love that. You know what I really love about what you said was the fact of taking a breath and just taking a minute to kind of process because everybody, I know everybody, I know I was surrounded by friends and family. Everybody just wanted to jump. You know, you wanted to run out to the grocery stores. You wasn't, you weren't really sure what was going on. You didn't have all the facts. Uh, everybody just went in a panic mode instead of, you know, calmly give yourself a couple of days, take a breath, think about it. You know, yes, um, and, and really you know, here talk, right, right. You know, talk with people, talk with your peers. You know, figure out. You can come up with a creative way, like you said, with the delivery service, a creative way to keep your products out there, especially for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And, and being, go ahead, go ahead. And being that, um. I'm a life coach. And
3: because inside the store, we have a section in an office where I do coaching. And so that, oh, wow, is, that's not that that's is great interfered, um, with me being able to have contact. So now I'm like, okay, I got to move to um, Skype or something like that. I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still going to be able to, you know, talk to my clients. And so mentally, you know, I, I really preach about mental awareness. Like that is my number one soft spot Is is preaching about mental awareness. And that 24 hours that I gave myself was because of that, because people don't forget, even if you're a speaker, even if you're a motivational speaker, a life coach, you're still human and you still have to process things and you're not always happy. You're not always feeling the best. So I had to go through the same things that everybody else had to, but I just gave myself permission to feel whatever I was feeling and say, okay, now you're done. Figure it out.
1: Yep, I love it. I love it, Jacquees. Very smart. And let me tell you why you're also smart. Because look, I had to look this up and I didn't know this. CBD products are expected to reach $20 billion in 2024. I had mm-hmm. no idea about this. I've heard people, like I said, you hear friends, you hear people kind of mentioning it on uh, kind of like a little passing. But just to go and look up some of these facts was just astonishing to me. But can you um go back to the beginning for us? And just tell us what what was it about CBD or CBD products um, that caught your interest? Because you have such an interesting uh, backstory on this. Oh, girl, you ready? Okay, so
3: I'm uh... ready. I'm ready. I'm sitting back. I'm ready. (laughs) So what happened was um, I I was in the military. And so when I um, I was stationed in Seattle and when I was in Seattle, I was so wild because being from Georgia, being from the South, I'm from originally Mm -hmm. from Atlanta. You know, marijuana stigma at that time was people just smoke, you know, they barely were. You know, they just had that bad look to them, like, you know, Mm -hmm. just weren't doing nothing with themselves. And so then I go to Seattle and I see a dispensary on every corner and they looking like the size of a a Dollar Tree or a Walmart. And so I started to, yes, I started to go into these different stores and guess what? You got doctors smoking marijuana. You got regular people that go to work, do their job, smoke marijuana. And they still are responsible. Right. And so wow. my mom, she's a type two diabetic. And I remember one day I was in Seattle and she was going through some pain. And I'm one of those individuals. I used to tell my mom all the time, please stop taking all this pain medication or know what you're taking. Because what people don't understand that, especially in, and this is not to just kind of like deter, but with females, our body is created so unique that. We can, um, we react, our body reacts to certain medications and certain mm-hmm. illnesses and sicknesses differently. And so I had sent my mom some um, some pain cream and I took the label off. And I had told her, I said, my doctor gave it to me, in the VA. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I don't need it here. Try this. So she tried it. The pain went away. Girl, it was some uh, CBD pain cream. And I just wanted her to see that you have to remove that stigma in your mind. You have to remove Mm -hmm. those thoughts that you create about certain things because I had to do it myself. And so I went through the journey, started doing research and, you know, I was like, you know, I want a dispensary. And I had sat down with um, one of my old friends. He had a dispensary and he was making like a half a million a month. And I was like, phew. And so I was like, man, I want to get in it, but you have to have like 200 at that time you had to have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to start a conversation because applications, Ooh. one little application can be like three hundred dollars and that's just for one. That's just for one wow. sheet of paper. Man. It's very expensive. And so I was like, Well, God, I don't got that money now. And so Right. <laughs> right. I just started doing research and um, after I got out the military, I started working for this great corporate company and I started climbing the ladder and they end up moving me from Seattle and move me back to the south. And I remember in 2015, um, me and my brother, we went to the eye doctor and I was like, I just need some new glasses. I have been wearing the same glasses for the military. And um, I started getting little migraines and I knew it's because I need new glasses. And so the doctor, she was, you know, doing the pressure in my eyes, like everybody doing the eye exam. And she was like, well, Miss Jennings, the pressure in your eyes is if you're on coke or something is wrong. And I said, "Well, ma'am, uh, not to be funny, we don't do coke. We might do a little weed, right? You know what I'm saying? We might, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll drink uh, you know, smoke a little marijuana, but we don't to do no coke now." As so I said, I know for a fact. I'm very transparent and I'm a very honest person. I'll tell people right. my, I'm an open book. I said if I tried it, I'll let you know, but I have never did coke before. And so she sent me to go get an MRI. And then some couple days later, the doctor called me out. Everybody was at the house chilling. And um, they was like, well, Miss Jennings, you have a pituitary gland tumor and we're going to need to do surgery immediately because the tumor isn't enlarged. So right then and there, I'm young. My heart dropped. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel good. My body feel good. Like what is going on? Like nothing. All I did was go get an eye exam. And so at that moment. I'm going to tell you a couple of things that just kind of crossed my mind. I wanted to take all of my money in my bank account and go to Africa. And then that crossed my mind. And I'm like, okay, my mom, we was all crying in our um, living room. And my mom was like, baby, you're healed. You're going to be okay. She was like, you know, you are a fighter. You have been through so much in life and you have conquered so many things. You're going to get through this. And so when my mom was telling me that, even in the midst of that, I was, you know, crying. But I've been one of those people. um, I always think outside the box. I've been—I always been different from a lot of people. And that moment I had a pivot and I said, you know what? I'm going to change my life. I said, whatever I got to do, whether it's changing the eating habits, whether it's changing the thoughts that I'm creating for myself, I'm going to change. And that's when I started to really, you know, really do my research when it came to like CBD, marijuana, because I wanted to figure out, OK, what strands or what can I take to help my situation you know, on the herbal side, because people don't understand everything that we intake comes from a plant, every medication, absolutely, yep. every, yeah, every medication that is made besides man-made, unless they decide to add a plant to it has a percentage of plants inside of it. So if we go back to the roots of our ancestors and how they was curing their body before there was medication, it was with herbs. And so I started to just really do my research around that while changing my mindset and I started to do my own research and being that I had been doing research in the past, I didn't even know that this was going to come about. Like I never knew about CBD, having a CBD company. I didn't know that God had me on a, a journey of researching uh, marijuana and CBD and not knowing that I was going to have a business later. Because remember, I thought I w- wanted a dispensary. I mm-hmm. thought I just wanted to sell bud. And so through my research and me already building my client, you know, clientele with connections, I was like, God, God look at this. And so as I kept going through this, I didn't have like over, I don't, I can't even count how many MRIs I got. I remember a doctor telling me that um, I, we won't have surgery because, of course, my age and the brain surgery that they was trying to tell me I needed, it was a 50-50 chance I wouldn't come back the same. And I said, that the devil is a lie. And so, right. I, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to risk that and come back and, and be a vegetable. And so mm, mm. that's the one I was like, uh-uh. And then, you know, I kept, I started doing a lot of herbs, changing my, my body, changing my eating. And so they did another MRI and it came back that my um, tumor was benign, which means, no, nope, it's not cancerous. God is good. And then they was like, well, Miss Jennings, you know, everything is starting to just really look fine. We're just going to monitor you and make sure that we're good. Because a pituitary gland tumor for a female, it controls our hormones. So it can, um, our moods can mm. go up and down. Our growth spurt mm-hmm. can increase. Um, it can prevent us from having children. Um, it can um, interfere our eyesight, a whole bunch of, a plethora of things. And so, you know, when you someone tells you you're sick, if your mindset is not strong, you will start making yourself sick.
1: And yeah, yeah, you will. Start,
3: yep. Yeah, the illness will actually come up, come out of your immune. It, it'll just surface. You like, uh, three mm-hmm. days ago, I was feeling fine, and so that was the journey that it took for me to go through something scary. It took for things to happen to me before I realized, okay, this is something I want to do. And so, in 2018, when the farm bill passed, I remember um, that was the timeframe that I was in corporate job. I had leveled up and moved around and kept doing well. And I was sitting in my office in 2019 and I was starting to get really frustrated with my life. I I speak life to people all the time. I tell people to go for it. I tell people to to have faith and take risks. And I was one of those. Yeah, you're taking me to
1: school right now. So yeah. I'm loving it.
3: <laughs> you know, I was one of those individuals that I speak so much life into people. I'm helping so many people. But what was I doing for myself? I was sitting in my right. office working for a company, making them millions of dollars. And I was working and not even having time for my family, not even having time for a relationship. I was just being pulled in so many different directions. I was having money, but I wasn't enjoying life. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, God, I can't do this no more because I'm losing my peace of mind. I'm, I'm I'm, losing who I am in the midst of me trying to provide for everybody. And one day I remember I had a conversation with uh, one of my colleagues. And when he left my office, I looked around, I picked up my bag, I locked my door, I talked to my employees, and I said, y'all, I'll see y'all later. I never showed back at that job. I never showed back up at that job, ever. I never went back. And wow. at that moment, that was the most scariest moment, because when I told my family about it, they was like, you're going to leave that good old job? You know, the, 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 the right. way people, oh, yeah. you know, you're know, you going to leave that job, that job paying you all that money, you're going to leave, what you going to do? Who you going to lean on? And I said, Where are your
1: benefits coming from? Yeah, all those exactly. questions get thrown at you. Yep.
3: And I, I ain't gonna lie, I got scared a little bit. I was like, Ooh. I was like, <laughs> I, was like, Ooh. I, was like I, I was like, What am I doing? And But then I had to think about it. I said, Girl, you've been, I remember after the military, you know, I had 50 cents in my bank account, girl. I remember being so broke. Nobody wow. knew it, though. Nobody mm-hmm. knew my struggle because I told myself, You don't have to look like what you're going through. And as long as. No, you don't. As long as you hustle and you have that faith and you're gonna put in that work, you're gonna receive some type of greatness out of that out of that outcome. Period. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. If you are determined and you do not quit, you're going to prosper at the end of the day. And I told myself that if this is what I want, I want a CBD store, I want a health and wellness store where I can tell people around the world, how CBD can help change your lives, whether it's through anxiety, depression, diabetes, uh, epilepsy, whatever it is, I want to have a place where people can heal. And I'm also going to do life coaching, allow people to change their mindsets. So it was like a two, two for one type of deal. And I did it by myself. And when I was going through the journey, I Mm -hmm. wanted a business partner. I wanted, you know, people was looking at me, even people I thought that was my friends. They was like, oh girl, okay, well, we see you, girl, we see you, we see you. Um, people didn't want to help me. Um, I used to cry every single day. I'm telling you, the journey was real. I'm an open book. I used to cry and I'll just be crying with my pencil in my pen in my hand and I'm writing my ideas down. I had to do every step by myself and figure it out. And I just started changing my prayers. I said, well, God, I'm I'm trying to do something that's amazing for my future and for my future family that doesn't exist right now. But I need you to send me to help. I need you to send me to people that will believe in me, even if I don't really know exactly everything that I'm doing. I need you to send me the right people. So I changed my prayer and God started sending me strangers that was willing to support me. God started sending me different ideas and certain things will pop up on my phone and certain websites will start popping up that will allow me to get closer to my dream. And I open my store up and I just been going ever since because at the end of the day, you know, no one is going to believe in your dream as much as you do. No one is going Absolutely. to understand your thought process like you do. So you can't really get mad at everybody else because they don't understand the process. But I will tell you this, I pay attention to everything now. It allowed me to be so aware because now I know who's for me and who's not for me. And so mm-hmm. now God has blessed me to have a, a cover with, you know, be on the article with black magazine and In essence and different things like that. And now everybody's like, Hey girl, what's up? And I'm like, I still speak and, I, and I'm i still supportive, but mm-hmm. people don't understand when you're going through the trenches, that's when people need you the most.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They definitely understand, but I'm telling you what, I hope everybody listens to this story, pay attention to the story um because I don't even know like I'm just listening to you t- go through this and I don't need like I I hate I was just complaining about being tired earlier today because I have no <laughs> idea I have no idea how I would have handled that I mean that is just I, your confidence and just being so brave to turn that story around I don't even know what my first reaction I don't even know what I would have done you know just going to the doctor just for like you said a just simple eye exam yes
3: yes and that, yeah and that's why I tell people all the time especially women um it's a lot of things, and, and I appreciate this to everybody. And I say, let me be the reason. Let me be the one that have already been through it so you can learn from me. There are so many things that happens in our body that we ignore. We ignore mm-hmm. too many headaches. We ignore aches and pains. We ignore certain things. We're like, oh, that's just a little headache. or oh, that's just a little migraine. Let me go to bed. Let me go take a nap. But all of this stuff, if you get headaches or any certain pains or whatever consistently, Even if it's more than three times, go to the doctor because we're so busy in life. We get so caught up in trying to get a bag. We get so caught up in family and stuff that we forget to take care of our body. And then sometimes it's too late. So my biggest advice to people is to start taking care of themselves and paying attention to their body and the aches and pains that they have. Because at the end of the day, you are the muscle. You are the tool. That gets everything done. So if you're weak and you're falling apart and your cup is not full, how will you be
1: able to deliver? Boom, there you, mic drop. That's yeah. it. That's it right there. Mic <laughs> drop. Yep. Jaquice yeah. is telling you right here. Listen to your body. Go get checked out. um Okay, but Jaquice, see, I'm, I, you know, I got a lot of questions here. Okay, about CBD oil. So let's get into let's get into a little bit of the facts here. um So so stop me stop me anytime because I know you probably know a lot more about this than I do. Okay. But okay, so C B D is uh cannab cannabidiol. oil, is that right? Cannabinoid. Am I pronouncing it right? Cannabinoid. Okay. Um, and so it is the second most prevalent ingredient found in cannabis, mm-hmm. derived from the hemp plant. It's non psychoactive and um it can mimic a um now let's see here here we go. This is my tongue twisters for today. Another word I gotta get right here. Endocannabin cannabinoid. Endo-cannabinoid. Think I'm saying that's right. endocannabinoid system um mm-hmm. found in the human body which is basically natural so basically what we are telling me is this is natural chemicals mm-hmm. that you've already emphasized for us uh, already Jaquez. um but basically it it mimics you'll get it it works with like the mood the memory and the pain that we feel well, yeah
3: so just to kind of like
1: break it down cbd Go, is. oh yeah break it down for us
3: CBD is like 40% of a marijuana plant. So imagine having a marijuana plant. You have different, um, you got different CBDs inside of, you have different terpenes, you got different ingredients, mm-hmm. merc- mercine, different things like that, TAC. Right. So depending on whether you have a mother plant or a male plant, that goes into a whole nother topic. But you take the CBD out, You let's say you drain the CBD, I imagine doing that. And then you have the other ingredients. When it comes to New Leaf One CBD products, we make sure that we filter everything out and we test for everything. All CBD is not good CBD. All CBD is not uh, organic. So people really have to pay attention to what they're getting because real CBD, organic CBD is not cheap. And that's coming from the manufacturer and all that before you even get to the customer side. And so Mm -hmm. with the TAC part is CBD automatically makes you feel relaxed. It doesn't make you feel sedated. It just gives you that relaxed feeling that, cool, calm, collective feeling, whereas THC gives you high. And so you have certain products that have THC because you have certain patients, like cancer patients who need it to be able to have an appetite or if a person have nausea and they want Mm -hmm. to prevent themselves from throwing up, they'll take that portion. Now, all of our products are THC free because CBD naturally gives you a natural feeling. But on top of that, we want to be able to serve first responders, police officers, uh, government, people that have government jobs and stuff like that. And we don't want them to have issues because we have already had police officers and firefighters that were scared to take CBD. They go through this, even though they protect our world, they go through the same Mm -hmm. mental pain problems that every other human being go through, right? And so it's just been a beautiful piece to be able to see a product help. But when it comes to our endocannabinoid system, we was born with, with able, being able to have CBD in our body. Once we get older, everything depletes. So we have receptors mm-hmm. re- receptors for CBD. So imagine you see a body, right? And you have right. a million dots blinking. Mm-hmm. And let's say there are certain dots that die out and stop blinking. Those are going to be the problem areas. So let's say if I had pain in my shoulder, I'm having memory loss, I'm having issues in my digestive system. Those mm-hmm. dots already went dim- dimmed out, right? So when I start right. taking CBD, being, the, being that I endocannabinoid have receptors for CBD, as soon as I take it, it's going to disperse to those dead receptors, those dead uh blinking dots, right? And that's when you oh, start okay. healing. Okay. That's mm-hmm. when you start healing because most people are like, okay, so, okay, if I take CBD, will it help me for this? Or which CBD product should I take? It's all about right. the ser- It's all about the servings. It's all about the preference. But once you take CBD, it's going to help with whatever problem that person is having. Because and I also noticed,
1: receptors. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, 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 no. Go ahead. Because of the receptors.
1: Gotcha. And I was going to say, because since you were mentioning like which products, that's a, that's a question you see on Google all the time. Like which CBD oil product do I need? How do I know how much to take of it? And I noticed you had a, looking at your website, you had a CBD analysis on there.
3: Yes. And so with the CBD analysis, I just like to get to know people, right? Mm Because a lot of, I tell people all the time, you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself. And that's true. the reason reason why I say that is because you have a lot of people that take Adderall. You have a lot of people in Percocet, Trimadol, all type of pain Mm -hmm. medication, all type of antidepressants. And I need people to be real with me so I can tell you what servings or recommend a serving for you. Because if a person called me, right? And they say, I want right. some CBD oil. And they said, I never tried it. And I asked some right. questions and I find out that they've been taking pain medication. That means their tolerance is high. That means mm-hmm. you've been taking, if you've been taking Percocets for the last three years, your tolerance is already high. So I can't, I don't recommend you start at the 250 milligram of CBD. That means you need to start off with a 500 milligrams or higher because your body is already used to taking dosage of Pain medication. Your body is used to certain things. That's almost like um, a female who been on her cycle since she was in middle school and she's been taking ibuprofen 800 milligram. By the time she become an adult, she probably don't want it. The ibuprofen 800 ain't going to do nothing for her anymore because her body body's right, right. so immune to it. Right. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to the CBD, it's just based off the preference and what that person is going through. As far as what they've been taking previously, and far as the different types of CBD, you have different stages of it based off the milligram. So let's say um, the number one, and this is worldwide. Any CBD company, they all know this. All of these are facts. I, I I keep it one thousand. The best way to receive CBD is smoking it, and that's going to be. You can do it. We have like vapes and stuff like that. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going away from the vapes because of the industry, everything that happened in the vape industry with you know those kids and stuff like that. Right, right. People are going away from it. But people gotta understand it was the ingredients inside of that vape juice. It has so much to do with that vitamin E and different things that was going on with that. But yeah, did, yeah. you smoke something, of course, you're gonna feel it a little bit faster. Then the second way to take um cbd is going to be through the cbd oils which is also known as tinctures you will put the cbd oil under your tongue the most most people say 30 seconds that's marketing i tell people the truth you need to let it sit under your tongue for about three minutes because you need that cbd to get straight to your bloodstream the longer it sit there the better it's going to go into your bloodstream that's why you put it under your tongue Once three minutes Mm -hmm. go by, you swallow the rest, have you a little juice on the side to offset the taste, depending on if you have a flavor or not. And then the rest of it is going to be for your digestive system. So you have the gummies, you have the soft gels or whatever that company has. You'll take it. Anything to go through the digestive system is a process. So if you take a, a Tylenol, it's going to take about 30 minutes before you feel the effect. That's the same thing with anything else that you take. You got to allow it to go through your digestive system before you um, start to feel it. I will say this though, um, depending on that person's pain level or whatever they're going through, I recommend certain things. So if someone is having um, a pain level, let's say from one to 10, their pain level sits at an eight, I would recommend Mm -hmm. them take you know, maybe the 750 soft gels because each soft gel have a 25 milligrams of CBD. And then I'll tell them to take, um, to utilize the CBD pain cream. So sometimes you might have to use two different methods to make sure that your body is okay. But the goal is to remove the problem, not just suppress it, but to remove the problem from your body.
1: Right, right. And, um, and I want to go back for a second too, um, because you mentioned, um, as we said, all CBD products are not good. You know, there was, there were a lot of reports going on news, you know, when it first dropped, there were people getting arrested because they weren't looking, you know, where they were getting the products. Um, So what should we be looking for um, on the labels? Like what, what is like, is there any kind of red, just like red, um, red alert, I guess, or something that should stand out automatically to you that, Hey, this is not legit.
3: Yes. So and I'm glad that you asked that question. Um, I remember a lot of people asking me why I just didn't have an online business. Why did I decide to do a storefront? The reason why I said I said that is because CBD is so brand new. You don't know who that person is behind that that computer. You don't know who's you don't know who's fulfilling your products. The only thing you can do is pray about it and pray that that company has integrity. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure people was able to have Communication with a company, being able to ask questions and stuff like that. And so, when it comes to CBD, if a company does not tell you about the lab reports for that product, run immediately. Okay. If a okay. company does not mention it, does not talk about it, run because it's no way you should be give CBD is real. CBD can heal the body. CBD can assist the body with so many different things. This is a serious to be in. So you yeah. don't you want to make sure that if someone is putting products in their body that it's authentic. So I tell people all the time look at the lab reports, um, look at the ingredients. For an example, on the back of each of our products, we have a QR scan code that you can scan with your phone and it'll go straight to the lab reports for that particular item or you can go to the website that is mm-hmm. on the bottle. And there's a batch number at the bottom of the uh, container and you'll put the batch number in and it'll just show you everything. We test for Ebola. We test for everything that you can think of just so Mm -hmm. they can know that the products are organic. So I say research the company as well. You know, talk to customer service or look at the website to make sure the website is not janky. You know, look at the integrity of the company. And also pay attention to whether you can look at the um, lab reports. That's how you're going to kind of make your decision on that company. Because the thing is, even though I know for a fact our products are organic, I know everybody's not going to shop at New Leaf One. So my main thing is to inform people on how to pick the best products and make sure that it's healthy for their family and their children, because a lot of children take CBD as well.
1: Right. Um. And also, and I want to touch on this, too, real quick before we wrap up, because I want to make sure you have time because you've been giving us so many gems. I'm trying to throw one. I'm trying to throw one more in there because you had to break down so many barriers, so many walls. Um. But the idea of because I did not even think about this after you get past the fact of, OK, I've done the research on CBD oil. This is, you know, a business that's intriguing me. I want to get into this. What about the fact that there's barely any minorities in the business? Oh, and so, would, yeah. you know. Yeah, go ahead. I was, I'm just going to, I'm going to be quiet. So you can just give us your, your, your gems of wisdom, but yeah, just tell us how you broke that barrier. Cause you know, if you hadn't already been thrown enough, how did you break through that? Well,
3: yeah. So I am, I, and once again, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, at the beginning, I went through a struggle. I told you I'm transparent. I went through a struggle. I didn't know whether I wanted to be the face of my company. And, mm -hmm. you know, at first, you know, I was like, man, I don't want nobody to judge me because of the, cup- the color of my skin. I didn't want people to feel like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. You know, I'm very educated, you know, and it's just I was scared. And even uh-huh. now, you know, I'm one of the first black owned um, females to have a CBD company that's not an affiliate program. This is my creation. I didn't go find another company and say, hey, let me become a part of your affiliate program and just open up a store or whatever the case may be. This is my creation. So it was even more scary. And at first I did, you know, being in Roswell, I did have a tough time. You know, people coming in, looking at me, they didn't expect the, the face. They didn't expect all this knowledge to come out. I even had customers who was like, are you the owner? Wow.
2: I'm wow. right, yeah, yeah, you know,
3: and so you know what I do? I keep a smile on my face and I keep informing, I say, "Hey, you know, I'm here for you. if there are any information that you might need, allow me to assist." And it was times where it was very testing because you know you'll have people that challenge you at times because of who you are and the color of your skin, and I just had to understand that, hey, I am power. And I'm not going to hide behind a screen. I'm not going to allow nobody else to be the face of my company when I'm the one that went through the trenches and I'm the one that went through everything. My journey and my story is what relates to people out here in this world. So if I have to take a risk and a chance and go through some things just to excel and win, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So was it hard? Absolutely. But am I getting Mm -hmm. through it? Yes. Is people believing in me? Yes. People are coming back, yes, so you just gotta you know stick it out. It's not easy, you know nothing in life is easy, and it is difficult, especially when it comes to um building relationships with people because this is not an industry where it's a lot of African American people, but I say, go mm-hmm. for it because if you don't do it, guess what somebody else will
1: exactly and i if i don't and I don't know what's gonna get people up moving. Jaqueese, other than that. I mean, that's the exact statement. You have to get out, you gotta take the first step. You can't be afraid. Cause there I mean, if we be honest, there's a there's a lot of industries out there, if we're honest with ourselves, where you're not gonna find minorities, you know, at the head of it. So having that, like you said, having that guts to just say, you know, I'ma come in I'm gonna come in my store every day, I'm put a smile on my face. I'm educated, I know I know what I'm talking about, you know, and that's what you just have to do every day. You just gotta and keep pushing. I, yeah. it. And I tell people all the time, like, right now,
3: um we're about to start doing. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna do a testing trial where I'm looking for, and I say family. You know, I, I change a lot of different things, like you know, customers, guests. I just say mm-hmm. I want to build a family where I have people that you know promote CBD, and then like they'll get um 25% of each sale they make, and oh wow, they become the face of you know, New Leaf, but I'm going to be very selective of the people that I take. I'm not just looking for you no know, celebrities and stuff like that. I don't care about none of that. I care about the people, um, individual spirit, their energy and making sure that they actually take the product. Because if you don't really take your products, how are you going to understand another customer if they say this didn't work or they say X, Y, and Z? You know, I really take my products consistently. Like I test products months out before I even put it on the, um, on the shelf. So we're going to be having um, looking for people. They get 25 percent for each sale they make. And then we're going to also start building our own community where we're going to start having more new leaf one stores pop up everywhere. And we're going to start branching out and doing business with people that want to get into the industry.
1: Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Well, you guys heard it here first. Um, Jaquise, do you have any more anything, any more other little gems you want to drop for us? I mean, you're giving us so much. So I just want to make sure if you (laughs) had anything else you want to get out there, Um, you know, if you want to tell them about your website, um, anything like
3: that. Yeah. So the first thing I want people just to just to throw this out there, you know, please remove the fear out of your heart and out of your mind. Um, I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening, that's going to listen to this, um, they have already been through some things that was tough in their life and they they got past it. So if Mm -hmm. this is something that they want to do, whether it's CBD whether it's marijuana, whether it, whatever business they want to conquer, just do it and don't try to know everything. Don't try to figure out everything because you're going to wait five five years, going to pass you by. You got to just yeah, get it out is. there and just get your feet wet and start doing it. And that pressure, that pressure is going to make you get what you need to get done, period. So just mm-hmm. get out there and do it. But just think about how many people who've been locked up because of marijuana those should have been the first people that got into the CBD industry, you know? So that's true. Yeah. So many people in our families that we all have just experienced so many different things. So if you, if people can email me, my email is um, J dot Jennings at new one.com N U L E A F O N E.com. And if people have advice, I'm an open book. I, I give people advice. I am not one of those individuals. That's not approachable. I'm not one of those gimmicks. Hey, I tell people the truth. I help people out because that's what God tells me to do. And I get my blessings by doing it the authentic way. And then also, if they want to shop with us, they can go to um, newleafone.com, N U L E A F O N E.com. And of course, follow us on Instagram at newleaf.one. And we're here. We have a customer service number. Um, some days I answer the phone and I chit chat with people and i be talking to people all the way from Alabama to Mississippi you know we just be on the phone talking about it and I listen to their stories and it's just a great feeling to know that I'm helping people and I'm able to assist them with so many things in their life so I'm excited and the future is so bright regardless of what we're going through right now, regardless of mm-hmm. the ups and downs that we're all facing. I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if we just have faith and keep pushing, even if we have bad days, we just got to push forward and, and make the next day a better day. Because at the end of the day, we will win and we will prosper. And we just got to have enough faith and stick together. And when people start to come together and truly support people without having any ill intentions, that's when things starts to change.
1: Absolutely. Jacleese, you are such an inspiration. And I want to thank you so much for talking with me today.
3: I'm happy. I'm excited. And I appreciate you. Seriously.
1: Uh well, thank you. Um, you guys make sure you rewind this a couple times and listen to those plugs. Call up to New Leaf number one just to get some. I I just want to call up just to get your words of wisdom for today, Jacleese. Like, you know, <laughs> just a Thursday. I just want your words of wisdom for Thursday. You know, just get all the words of wisdom
3: yes 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 i'm here i'm here this is what i love to do um this is this this brings me peace and joy i am happy and i'm excited about life at this point point.
1: and we can feel that um and so yeah we'll also have um you guys definitely like i said go back and look at it we'll have stuff on our website check uh bgn out on um instagram twitter um and you guys stay safe out there wash your hands um social dishes is a thing it works you know keep your space just you know we got to hang in there like jacquise says we'll, we'll get through it um and again jacquise thank you thank you so much and you have a beautiful day and be blessed uh you too bye guys
0: the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.